I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. (laughs) Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Stina, and very exciting. This month, Danielle, what is this month? It's Mel Brooks month! It's Mel Brooks month. June is when Mel Brooks was born, and I it's Mel Brooks that. month. Is he a Gemini or a Cancer? That is an excellent question that I will look up the answer to that right now. Okay. But while we're looking it up, I need to just kind of say the conversations that I've had with people about like Mel Brooks and like how we're doing Mel Brooks month. And like so many people just forgot like how many things this man has done. Mm-hmm. I looked it um, up. He's a, he's a cancer. He's end of June. Yeah. June 28th. He's yep. 95 right now. So he's going to be 96. Good for him. Yeah. Also, um, movies like, Blazing Saddles, he's the only one alive out of everybody from the cast. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. He's like the last man standing. He is 96 years old. The man is 96 years old. Well, he'll be 96. So he is the same age as the queen. As who? The queen. Queen Elizabeth. Oh, I thought you said McQueen. I was like, Lightning McQueen? How did we get here? (laughs) Steve McQueen is definitely passed away. No, no, no. The the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah, so I guess it'll be a, a day at the races. <laughs> Sorry, we were joking about death before this podcast, and I I just decided to carry it over with yep, no Yep, and we just continued. You know, if you can't laugh about death, what can you laugh about? You're not laughing, you're crying. <laughs> well, I always say. Sometimes both at the same time. Yes. Also, update. We are testing the waters because the reason we didn't record last week is because I was overwhelmed because I was moving. Mm-hmm. Always and fun. Danielle texted me at Friday morning and she was like, okay, I'm ready. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. So we're testing the waters today because I'm recording in one of the lobbies of my new apartment building. And we're just going to see how this goes. We'll see how this plays out. I think every time we record, I will find a new space and then we'll just see which space is the best space. There you go. That's Process of elimination. Process of elimination. Part of the background noises. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that being said, Christina didn't have internet, so she could not watch this movie until Tuesday. That's also true because while there are TVs in the places here, everything was occupied so we couldn't really take over a TV for, like, that extended period of time. Also, all the sports were on last week, like yeah. baseball, hockey, basketball. Ah. And all those TVs baseball? were taken. Baseball? Wait, did you say baseball? No. Baseball, hockey, basketball. Yeah. Yeah, I think those, hockey, are the, basketball, those are the summer sports. Well, hockey and basketball are in the playoffs. Oh, okay. And then baseball goes, yeah. And football, forget it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... We, uh, and everything, everything around here shuts off at midnight. Like the TVs literally 
like even a little bit before they automatically turn off. So the gotcha. one time we actually got in the movie theater, because there's a theater here, it was just Dave and I in this whole theater and we put on the movie and then around like 11.52, the whole thing just automatically shut off. And oh. we were like, no, <laughs> why? So then we finally got internet because we would go back to our apartment building and just twiddle our thumbs until we got tired. Like the olden days. Like the olden days. Did you play like um, um, marbles or like uh, what's the thing with the jacks? Where like you had the little things and the the bouncy ball and you got to grab as many as you can yeah, between it's jacks. Ba- jacks. Okay. Pick up sticks. Ooh, I love pick up sticks. How well do you think that would go with Otis? <laughs> the bouncy ball. Either one. Yeah, not well. <laughs> not well. Be like, oh, ball. Let me eat and swallow. Mm-hmm. But pick up sticks was. A good time. Oh, God. We used to get so, like, oh, my God. Pick up sticks was such a... Do you remember the different ways that you could drop the sticks? Yes. Yeah. And then whenever... Oh, God. It got so intense. That was, like, my highlight of aftercare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also gave me great anxiety because I was terrified to, like... That and the game Operation. Oh, my God. The worst game ever. Don't have a shaky hand. I think at one point I just like broke down in tears as a child because I couldn't take what was going to happen. The pressure. Yeah. I cracked, cracked under the pressure. Look at this hand. Still is a rock. Yeah, but this is the one I shoot with. Throw back to a Mel Brooks quote. (laughs) What a great way to get us started. (laughs) Because we're not, we're not on, we're not on it today. Nope. We're, uh, we're running uh, a little bumpy this morning but you know what let's let's get into it so today what are we talking about christina oh today we are talking about many people's favorite mel brooks movie robin hood men in tights yes and how can we watch it and what and how how can can we watch it how can of course i'll tell you uh you can watch it on fubu with a subscription um, or it's three ninety nine on Apple TV, Prime Video, YouTube, Google Play, and Vudu, which is V U D U. Yeah, I rented on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I think I rented it on Apple TV. There you go. And there you go. And it's rated PG thirteen. Really? Even I'm even surprised. as an older movie, I would say that this is like this is this is like pg-13 i think i still think this would be considered pg-13 today okay i don't think there's too many like f-bombs getting thrown out there um you don't like it's not like airplane where airplane was rated pg-13 and then like when they're frantic on the airplane you see the woman's like breasts like right in the camera and they're like guys it's cool it's (laughs) pg-13 i don't i don't think i ever saw airplane what yeah i don't think i ever saw it all right if i have to watch you got mail you have to watch Airplane. Fine. Well, that's a that's a solid trade-off. All right. Good. It's a deal. <laughs> Danielle, do we have any awards here? <laughs> Not one. That's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. I am in protest of the year 1993. <laughs> that's it. All you Y2K sons of bitches, we're joining together and we're, we're, we're throwing over the Oscars. We're going back in time first into our into our oh no what is it called time capsule 
No. DeLorean? The car, the car from Back to the Future. DeLorean. DeLorean. I was going to say Mandalorian. <laughs> I mean, I you had it in the words, though. It's not that far off. I haven't had enough coffee. I blame that. You're just becoming your mom. I'm well, becoming your mom. We're all becoming your mom. <laughs> everybody, everybody's a little Devorah. All of a sudden, I'm going to sprout blue hairs in the front of my head. <laughs> Instead of grays, it's going to be blue. It's going to be blue. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, my summary is kind of a joke. Okay. As, as is this movie, so <laughs> appropriate. Everything, everything's a joke. For now, the podcast is a joke. <laughs> kind of sort of based on the OG Robin Hood, this parody takes Robin Hood's original adventure in the silliest way it's ever been told. So let's get into our characters. Our main character is Robin of Loxley, played by Carrie Elwes. Uh, he is a veteran on this podcast because he was in Stranger Things Season 3. He played the mayor. Say it again? He's a veteran on this podcast. He was the mayor in Stranger Things Season 3. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Wow. Side note, I watched all of Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 1, in a day. That's cool. I think you did it while I didn't have internet. I think you did it while we were uh, doing some thumb twiddling. Uh, yeah, because, no, actually, I had just saw you because it was Memorial Day weekend that that came out. It came out the uh-huh. Friday, and I saw you guys were in the city, so I was fresh off of a binge of watching it all day. Oh, yes. Well, we didn't, actually, actually, we really didn't watch a whole lot of TV that weekend. We barely stayed in our room. We were, like, out and also about as much as we possibly could be. Well, that's good. That's what yeah. you should be. Well, unlike me, who just sat in and watched that whole thing the whole day. But I will say it's very, very good. I'm so excited. It's a little spooky, Christina. That's a warning for anyone who wants to watch it. I know, you told me it was like, an, a, like a legit horror film. So it's very, guess, very horror-esque. But we're going to have to watch it at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon here. I'm ready to rewatch it. So... Anyways, back to Robert of Loxley. Fresh from the Crusades in England, England is vi- uh, fresh from the Crusades. England is much different under the reign of a nervous and greedy Prince John, played by Richard Lewis. Uh, Robin gets the gang together to take down Prince John and his henchmen, the Sheriff of Rottingham, played by Roger Rees. Uh, Robin Hood's merry men consist of the his blind servant Blinken, played by Mark Blankfield, Achu, played by Dave Chappelle. Uh, Little John, played by Eric Allen Kramer. Will Scarlett O'Hara, played by Matthew Parada. Uh, Robin Falls for Maid Marian, played by Amy Yazbak, who is watched over by her handmaiden, Broomhilda, played by Megan Cavanaugh. Um, there is the uh, witch that lives in uh, Prince John's castle, Latrine, played by Tracy Allman. Uh, and then we have some just, like, Blazing Saddles veterans. Uh, Don Giovanni is played by Dom DeLuise, who was in Blazing Saddles. He did The French Mistake. And then The Hangman is played by Roger Ridgely, who was also The Hangman in Blazing Saddles. Uh, King Richard is played by Sir Patrick Stewart. And then Mel Brooks plays Rabbi Tuckman. Classic. Classic. So, uh, Prince John and Rottingham go through a lot of trouble to kill Robin, including ordering a hit on him. Robin slips through each attempt until he is captured and set to be hanged while the wedding of Maid Marian and the Sheriff of Rottingham is going on. His merry men dress up as women and help release Robin uh, from his noose. A fight scene breaks out and the good guys prevail. 
Uh, Robin stabs Rottingham in the heart, uh, and Latrine saves him on one condition that they are to marry. Uh, Robin and Marion marry. Wow, Robin and Marion marry. That's hard to say. But <laughs> their wedding is sort of objected to by King Richard, who takes the crown off his son and proclaims that moving forward, all house out all outhouses shall be now called John's. After the crowd carries him away to make him part of the tour of the town, King Richard performs the custom and Robin carries his wife home. They're about to do the deed and the lock won't open. The final line of the movie that is yelled about six times, call a locksmith, end scene. (laughs) Also, um, we all on this podcast know my love for Cheers. Right, just real quick. Cheers, the TV show? Yeah, it's the only thing I truly love about Boston. Okay, yes. Right? Um, Roger Rees was Rebecca's boyfriend in Cheers. Ah. And I was like, where do I know this man from? And she's like, this. he's like this really rich man that she like dates and then like she dumps him when he loses all his money, spoiler alert. But I was like, I know this voice, I know this, and it's like, he was like it's like a totally different character but also he died at like 71 really he died in 2015 wow yeah and also also richard lewis um who is hilarious yeah in this um is from curb your enthusiasm as well that's where i know him from i mean he's in other things but uh the banter that he has with larry david is very funny if you ever get the chance to watch uh curb your enthusiasm i feel like i've only excuse me caught little bits and pieces of it i never watched it all the way through you gotta power through like the first few seasons because it was on back in like what the early 2000s oh yeah but like it's there's like 11 seasons now i think Mm -hmm. and it's kind of cool because the quality of filming and the improvisational acting just gets better and better with every season. I heard that the recent seasons were really, really good. Yeah, we're. I think I'm at the season before the most recent one. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, I'll have to give it a watch. The fun will never stop. The fun will never stop. Anyway, IMDb gave this a 6.7 out of 10. The Metacritic Metascore was a 44, and the user score was a 6.1. So the critics gave this movie a 41%, and the audience gave it an 81%. Is that a certified splat? It is a certified splat. Get out of town. Leave and go to another one. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. This is the first time I've seen this movie the whole way through. Really? Yeah, I never. This is one of the, one, this uh, Spaceballs, which we're gonna do. Those, these are all movies I've started and never finished. As we know, that's a trend that I have. <laughs> is that a thing that you do sometimes? Oh yeah, start a bunch of things, finish them years later. <laughs> yeah, uh, makes sense. But okay, so I have. Can I do my review? Go for it. All right, this is an eight out of ten because I was, I was, I was outraged with these numbers, so I needed something high. Rottingham will never be the same. Warning, spoilers. This movie is 
funny, like screaming it, exclamation points out the wazoo. I remember seeing this movie for the first time when I was about eight years old. That's maybe not the age you should watch this, but anyway. Um, to tack on to it, I probably watched this at eight years old as well. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I watched this when I was eight, I'd be a little lost. I didn't understand what was going on, but I feel like I watched it at a very, very young age. That's an interesting point. I want to call. I want to. I want to call back to that. Okay. My brother came home with it and told me I should watch along. I must say, what was funny back then is still funny now. The movie gains strength out of the nonsense humor. People who don't like this kind of humor don't watch. <laughs> yeah. People who want to have fun all night, full of and full of laughter and weird jokes, or with friends or alone, will surely watch this. Have you ever wanted to see someone swim from Israel to England and once arrived, see the name England written Hollywood style right in front of the beach? Or how about a bunch of men dancing and singing to the can-can? A sheriff who pronounced can't sentence one correctly single. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant a sheriff who can't pronounce one single sentence correctly. That's just a couple of the million funny things in this movie. I'd say put your mind to sleep, invite people to come and watch, make popcorn, have a good time. I know I did. <laughs> Eight out of ten. Definitely. This man is a fan and I'm about it. Ben Mister, we're here for you. I'm here for you. All right. So I have a three-star review here. Oh, what are you doing to me? It's, it's not a bad one. And this is kind of how I feel about this movie. It's an all-out comedy that doesn't require a whole lot of thinking. From the beginning, viewers are thrust into a world of blatant humor that often lacks complexity. There are funny moments such as peasants crying, Leave us alone, Mel Brooks, as their village burns to the ground, and a father-son duo called A Sneeze and A Chew. However, these, movie, these moments make up the bulk of the movie, and there is not as much story as seems promised. Additionally, much humor is built in the way that the leading actors play adults with often childlike forms of reasoning. This could be very funny, but the level of basicness contained in the bulk of the lines slows down the movie and makes it harder, uh, hold on, makes it harder to enjoy what the story, what story there is. By contrast, The Princess Bride continues the same leading actor and an obvious focus on humor but has more depth of interest and hits harder i would recommend it over this movie so you had to throw in the princess bride reference because carrie ellis is known for the princess bride right oh that's right yes another movie i haven't finished you never finished princess bride nope started it never finished it okay so let us segue into these highs and lows. Let's segue into the lows because okay. I only really have one. And I was, I was just saying that let's put a pin in this and then it came up in your review. I think what happens with a lot of these movies, and I really like Mel Brooks movies, don't get me wrong, but I, I think a lot of times what happens is there's so much silliness and there's so much slapstick comedy that you could potentially risk losing the plot. Yeah. I do agree with that because as an adult <laughs> who, who has a mind that works, not like a child, I was like, what, what's happening again? Oh, right, 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 right. So I, while I, I'm laughing from beginning to end, you do potentially risk losing your plot here. Yeah. Yeah. It did get very convoluted and then you kind of just, you get too focused in on the funny that you stop paying attention. 
I know I at times kind of drifted off. Yeah, like I was like, what's happening here again? Oh, right, 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 right. At, there was one point I was like, how the hell am I going to write these notes? Because, <laughs> because so I wasn't sure what was happening. But I also would recommend, um, or maybe not, but I would recommend watching this sober so that you can really pay attention. Did to you the not plot. watch the sober? Not all of it. I watched <laughs> this in pieces because we, we had internet. We didn't have internet. We got shut out of the movie theater. So there were some nights where I watched it not sober. Yeah, you know what? That's sometimes it makes movies better. It does. So if you if you want to just like completely let go, then I would recommend. Well, yeah, we'll get into snack break in a bit. I just that's that is my low. But also, um, I feel like the only other low I have are just all of the ratings. How they were just how all these websites just rated this so low yeah yeah well okay so my low was carrie elwes actually i thought really i watched this stone cold sober and if i was maybe drunk i would have found him funnier but i don't know why his timing was like weird i didn't like the way that he said his lines i thought that he was being like too dramatic and it came off as phony and like my review said like childlike and i just didn't like it like, I thought that his role, not to compare roles, but I felt like his role in Princess Bride was a lot better than his role in this. Because he just he, didn't, he didn't hit the way that I wanted him to. Okay. I thought about it as everybody was overacting on purpose. I guess so. But I don't know. I just feel like it didn't flow as well because, you know, someone said a line and then there was too much of a pause until, like, the next line. I just, I don't know. I didn't, I don't think the punchlines hit as well as they should have. Okay. But I also think that everybody around him was hilarious as well. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, One more low is that this movie really aged like milk. It is horribly offensive in so many ways. I don't think it's as offensive as Blazing Saddles. Really? No. Okay. I gotta be honest with you. But also, remember, I watched it in piecemeal and some of it not sober, so... There you so go. there could be some things that I'm forgetting, but makes sense. So um can we say it aged like fermented milk like it's definitely sour but like <laughs> No, no this is chunky. I feel like most Mel Brooks movies are just chunky chunky milk that you're like this is disgusting but I can't throw it out because it's like half full and then you're going to have to smell it when you dump it and then one day you just finally dump it. So do you feel that way about Blazing Saddles? No, I I mean that also aged like milk, but I I I don't know. I like Blazing Saddles over this movie. Okay. I like this movie more than Blazing Saddles. Wow. Okay. Mm. Okay. We're gonna we'll we'll table that. We'll come back to it at the end. But because we definitely well, you know, we just did it. We'll rate our movies like each Mel Brooks movie. So I say Blazing Saddles over this movie. You say this movie over Blazing Saddles. Well, it's interesting because I think a lot of the reviews didn't call to the offense, and they a lot of them that I saw didn't call to the plot so much. They just said Blazing Saddles is better or Spaceballs is better. Like, that was the title of a lot of these. They were like, not Mel Brooks' best movie. True. True. Yeah, I didn't think that this was Mel Brooks' best movie. And it had taken him a while to do this, too, because I feel like he did a movie. Actually, you know what? I'm getting off topic here. 
let can we go into our highs? Okay. So, um, I the hilarious moments that I loved was the beginning when they break the fourth wall in the opening credits that they the characters hate Mel Brooks. Um, the the characters checking the scripts at towards the end of it hysterical. Um, one of my favorite mo- moments that I never understood until I watched it this time was Maid Marian singing her song in the bathtub and they start uh-huh. zooming into the stained glass and you expect it to like go through and like look then it, then the shot is from her at a different angle and then all of a sudden she stares at the stained glass because the camera ran into the stained glass that happened to at the wedding when the the guy walks in with his staff and the staff just hits the camera and he's like oh sorry <laughs> Or there was, was, I think there was a fight scene where they're near a window and there's a guy eating a donut. He what? There's a fight scene, I think, and there's like a window and there's just a guy on set eating a donut. <laughs> just like, uh, hilarious. So funny. Um, also, little John thinking he's drowning in the tiniest stream was so ludicrous and so funny. Also, Little John saying, but don't get it wrong, I'm quite big. <laughs> he introduces himself. And then Dave Chappelle just being like, there's no reason to fight over this. We can just walk over this. Yeah. <laughs> like, bringing in the common sense. Yeah. Hysterical. I, I love Dave Chappelle in this movie. Yeah. I thought he was so funny. Yeah. Dave Chappelle was really good. His energy was just like really good yeah. i don't know i just felt like it was um what where you said that you felt like um carrie ellis yeah you felt like his lines were sorry flat you felt like his lines were flat i felt like uh dave Chappelle's character chew was like the exact opposite everything he said just kind of like flowed it felt so um it felt like so natural he carried yeah, he ca- he. I think he he might have carried this film. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Also, let's talk about Prince John because I feel like Prince John and the Sheriff of Rottingham, those two also carried the film. They were hysterical. Like the oh. the did your mole move and his? They just put the mole all over his face. <laughs> He's like, I have a mole. <laughs> it's on his forehead at one point. Oh God. Um. One of my favorite lines, and this is pardon for this, but when Robin Hood goes into town at night and he's like, Blinken, what are you doing up there? And he goes, guessing, (laughs) guessing no one's coming. (laughs) That was the part where I started to cry. I was tears streaming down my face. Oh my goodness. And of course the Men in Tight song. Of course. Get stuck every- in your head. It's a jam. It was everything I wanted it to be and more. <laughs> Fantastic. You love all these doors slamming? It's great. Yeah, you know. What can you do? I, I won't sit here next time we record. Did Did you hear my, my you guys probably hear my computer fan on and my chair uh, squeaking. Oh, that's right. Squeaks McGee. Squeaks McGee. That's, that's this chair. <laughs> that's what I call Otis. <laughs> Snack break. So, what'd you eat? Okay, Danielle, if anyone knows it's you, what season is it about to be? 
Oh, it's cherry season. Uh-huh. It is cherry season. Cherry yes. season. Cherry season. <laughs> so while I enjoyed most of these cherries, I was a bit bummed because they were not on sale because it's not quite cherry season. So I paid $12 for cherries. Yep. We've all been there. We all get too excited when we see the cherries in the grocery store and then we spend $20 on cherries. But here's the issue that I have is that a third of the bag was moldy. Oh, that's the worst. Right, and it happened like um, like the day after I got them. So like I threw out all the ones with like the little white patches on them. And I just kind of ate around them. Yeah, that's that's what you do with the $15 bag of cherries. Yeah, I was like, screw this. I paid so much money for this. I thought it was five ninety nine. It was five ninety nine a pound. Yeah, yeah. It's five seventy nine over here a pound. Uh, I know. I know. You got to go to Costco and get the big size. That's when you get a good deal. Oh, my mom went to Costco yesterday. And you know what I told her to get me? Cherries? No. Oh, what? Guess again. <laughs> Beecher? No, the kettle The kettle chips. I was going to say, what is the one joy I have in this world? <laughs> the Kirkland sea salt kettle chips. What's so funny, I was over my parents' house, and I went in, and I grabbed a handful, and I came out, and I gave one to Nick, and Nick was like, these are really good. I'm like, have you never had these? Like, you've been over here how many times? You've never had these? If you can get past the, and it's not, wait, it's not sea salt. I think it's Himalayan salt. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> it's it's a little bit more posh, all right? We have standards here at Costco. Uh, yes, the Kirkland brand is the epitome of class. <laughs> <laughs> Class and sophistication. If you can get past the grease, that chip is perfect. It's good for all kinds of dipping. It's good for stacking, snacking. When we were divvying up the stuff from your bachelorette, that was the one thing you're like, I'll be keeping this whole bag. Thank you very much. Well, I said, I, I offered it. I was like, does anybody want? All right, Mike. All right. A very, a very quiet, does anybody want this? Oh, no one heard me. Okay, great. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, they were gone, like, within a week. Yeah, I'm not surprised. They're very, very good. They are. There were nights that weekend where I just, like, funneled chips in my mouth. It's, sometimes we all need that. Sometimes we all just need to lay in bed and funnel chips or popcorn into our mouths. And you know what? I don't care. It's good for the soul, all right? It's good for the soul, and it was, like, my one loophole on Whole30. I was like, I can eat these! <laughs> So your snack creek was cherries. I also have a bag of cherries, but I did not eat those while watching this. I had some pork and pineapple tacos. Ooh, that sounds good. They were very good. Very, very good. So that tells me you watched this on a Tuesday. Yes. You know, you know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to do our taco Tuesdays. Gotta. Yes. So I watched this two Tuesdays ago. Sorry about that. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. You're so patient with me. Don't you worry about a thing. Listen, I have so many things that I can be not patient about. This is the most, this is one thing that I can be very yeah. patient about. Like throw pillows. You always got to bring up the throw pillows. We're going to bring up the throw pillows as many episodes as we can. I was just <laughs> listening to an episode where we brought them up. Oh my God. You're going to be giving my eulogy and you're going to be talking about these damn throw pillows. like. The, the, the thing I've heard her be passionate about the most, other than her beloved Nicholas, is throw pillows. <laughs> wow. That's it. It's Nicholas and throw pillows and then everyone else. 
That was my Hades moment where my hair turned red and I lost my cool. It goes, I'm fine, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm fine. It turns back to blue. Yeah. Stop. I love that movie so much, as we all know. I just remembered my opening <laughs> for this right now. And now you remembered it? I did, because the last episode we were talking about, we talked about your throw pillows, and you were like, it's not like I went shopping for knives, and I started throwing knives at you, and I was like, I would be your dartboard, and you said, no, you wouldn't. I said, okay, good, because I definitely imagine the knives landing, like, right under my armpits, and what happens in this movie with the arrows? With the arrows, they land perfectly, pin the person to the tree. That would be me with the knives. Yes. So I was like, whoa, we just talked about this. We did. Everything is everything is a sequence of events. We are just pawns in life. This is this is like your sixth sense working. You've told me things that already happened. I'm telling you, I'm clairvoyant. I just don't know how to harness my, my skills. I need someone to... If anyone can help me harness my clairvoyance, please let me know. And we'll go from there. Send us an email at twogirlsboss.gmail.com. <laughs> so what was your expectation of this movie? So like I said, I, I actually didn't finish this movie the first time I watched it. But I when I went into it the first time and when I went into it this time, I was expecting a I was expecting a parody. I was expecting it to be very silly. I I think I was expecting a little bit more of like taking from the rich and giving to the poor. Mm-hmm. Like from Shrek, from- the song in Shrek, because that is all I think about. Well, that's Ro- that's Robin Hood. Yeah, but this is also Robin Hood. Right, but I'm saying like the original Robin Hood would steal from the rich and give to the poor. So I thought it was going to be more of like yeah, of like that kind of yeah. Bag. They missed out on that big trope of Robin Hood. Yeah, so like if we had more of that, I think that would make sense. Yeah. That would that would actually be funny. Imagine like the poor people be like, "Nah, we're good." <laughs> like so, they do in Shrek. Yeah. They're like, "We need your help." And then he's that he's just like, "Does anybody know where Lord Farquaad lives?" And then everybody's like really quiet. And there's one kid. Oh God, this scene gets me. It's donkey. The one. The one. No, no, no. There's a kid that raises his hand, and the parents like. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, it's the Don't bear. Help. It's the <laughs> the three bears from Goldilocks and the Goldilocks and three bears. <laughs> The little cub is like, ah, and the don't do this. <laughs> wow, what an A-plus movie. Agreed. Eventually we'll do it. Um, so, like I mentioned during your review, I am pretty positive that I watched this way too young because it was on HBO, and I remember... I don't remember much about it, but I remember the chassis belt scene. And I feel like I got chewed out of the the room during that scene. Um, So that was my early memory of this. And then my sister is obsessed with all things Renaissance. So I've been to a Renaissance fair with her before. So, and she grew up, like, I feel like she was in college. Yeah, she graduated college in, like, 1994. So this was, like, a big movie for her because she was in college when this came out. So I remember she brought the DVD over and we watched it together. And then I rewatched it this time around. Um, I don't know. It didn't hit the way that I wanted it to. That's, that's my, uh, when I was watching it after eating the tacos, I was just like, this isn't as good as I remembered it to be. 
that's how I felt about Blazing Saddles. Mm. I had, there were some moments that really like stuck out to me, but I was like, hmm, I don't know what it is. But it's it's interesting because there's much more of a plot in Blazing Saddles. True. Even though it goes completely off the rails and breaks, <laughs> literally breaks through the fourth wall. Yeah, but he has like a section where he decides to go AWOL. Yeah. But like in, in this movie, it's like, you you have to be paying attention. Like Dave, Dave was yelling at me to not put my head down. He's I'm like I'm trying to not eat a moldy cherry. Can you not? And he's like <laughs> you can't put your. You have to watch everything. And like he was mainly saying it for the silly moments, but I it's true. You you really like you can't really look away. Yeah. Because you'll miss the plot. Yeah, that's true. Did you have an I I actually have an IRL moment for us. I I did. Um, when the men in tights come dressed as women and Achu says, man, I shouldn't have worn these shoes. I think we can, I think, I think we, you and your band-aids and I can all relate to that. I mean, that's just me in shoe, any shoes, like comfortable shoes. I need to wear (laughs) band-aids. So, um, me and my band-aids. Yeah. Christina saw my new pair of sneakers that I think I'm finally at the point where they're broken in but I still don't feel confident taking the band-aids off my feet. But I can now wear the shoes with two band-aids on each foot and socks, and I don't bleed. <laughs> you should just buy a bunch, of, a bunch of white shoes and sneakers and tie-dye them red because the amount of blood stains you have on the back of your shoes. Listen, I just have weak ankles. What do you want from me? <laughs> your poor Achilles. It's, it's very, very rare that I can just put on a pair of shoes and they fit perfectly and I don't get blisters. Um... <laughs> both of our IRL moments is in the beginning where Robin was like, come along, we have much to do and little time to do it. That is, <laughs> and less time to do it. That's us. Oh yeah, that's been shit. That's been like my past month. Um, but then my personal IRL moment is uh, Rottingham not putting his sen- sentences together correctly because that, <laughs> any anytime I'm on this podcast, struck he has locks again. I mean, Loxley has struck again. Like, come on. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There were times last night when I was teaching and I was like, Wait, let me try that again. Just no, I I would well I like I fudged the sentence and then I did that and I was like, I just gotta get this out of my system. I think my students were like, is she having a stroke? It's just your your mouth doesn't catch up to your brain. Like your brain is going and then once it gets to your mouth, it's like, Nope, let's try that again. Yeah, that's exactly that's that's very much what it is. Yeah. He dared to kill a king's dare. I mean he dared to kill a king's deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, happens to me all the time. Yep, all the time. If it happens to any of you, send us an email at twogirlswatchtv@gmail.com. Yes, and let us so let us know that we're not the only ones at fault here. We're not alone. <laughs> so I think I think we did it all. I think we did it all too. So uh, we're moving right along through Mel Brooks month. Next week we will be doing a fan. Uh, I would say a classic, but they're all kind of classics. Uh, well, I, I think we're doing Spaceballs. We are doing Spaceballs, yes. Next week. So um, if you would like to write in a review, you can um, DM us on Instagram and Twitter at Hey, It's Two Girls. I'm on Instagram at Classic Stina. Danielle's on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
You can send us an email of reviews, further suggestions. Um, Two girls watch TV at gmail.com. Honestly, our summer is pretty much set unless the crowd goes wild with demands. And then we'll change everything up. We'll change it all up. Yeah, I'll change it up if people want us to. Because <laughs> we're people pleasers a little bit. <laughs> so try a lot of bit. A lot of bit. So, uh, we're just dancing monkeys. We're the, we're, we're the monkey with the symbols. Play, monkey, play. That's our us. empire is that of the fake city they built in Blazing Saddles, where you can just overthrow it by knocking it over because it's just a cardboard cutout. We'll happily oblige and do more things that fans want. But since you don't tell us anything, we just do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, let's head on a high note because that got pretty dark real quick. <laughs> It did? I don't feel like it did. I just wish that people would tell us more things. Actually, we really appreciate those who wrote in suggestions. Um, yes. We do encourage more. So if you have reviews, if there's a favorite Mel Brooks movie that we're doing that you'd like, I think we're doing, what is it, Spaceballs and then Little Rascals. Now, let's get this out of the way right now and we'll bring it up back again when we talk about Little Rascals. When we, pr- when we posed the question... It was Mel Brooks comedy. We did not specify that Mel Brooks had to be the writer and director of said comedy. He could be in the comedy. So I'm very happy that Little Rascals is on it because Little Rascals is one of my favorite movies. Oh yeah, well, but we said that we said that on the podcast. We did, but I want to just re-emphasize that that is something that uh, oh. that we said. Because we okay. some people don't listen every episode, and I understand they don't want to spoil okay. things that they haven't seen. That's fair. Well, maybe they should listen to every episode. Maybe they should go and watch all the hours of TV that we do. <laughs> oh, that's that's a lot. It is. We're asking for a lot here. It is. But anyway, thank you again for those who suggested, and that's it. All right, everyone, enjoy the rest of your week. Bye. Bye. What's up?